0: One constant through all the years, Ray, and beyond the game, beyond the game, beyond the game.
1: Oh, I heard that so much. The most well known, the best looking, the best dressed. Our formula is this we go
0: out, we hit people in the mouth. You like that? You like that? That's the dumbest thing I could think of. You guys are so young and stupid. You might hear you talking about quiet numbskulls. I'm broadcasting. That is a career, Editor, just like this show. Please clap. You're
1: already famous in Rochester, then Watch Out World.
0: We would be honored. you would join us. Welcome to Beyond the Game. I'm sincere when I tell you we're honored that you've elected to be with us as we mix faith and sports, highlighting the stories and the people of faith within the sports world. I'm Rick Benson. Joining me is Zach Barletta. Beyond the Game is brought to you by Town & Country Pest Solutions, townandcountrysolutions.com. You can give them a call at 585-426-5024. Town & Country Pest Solutions, fearing nothing but God. We hope you'll check out our website, btgprogram.com. If you do check it out, we'll be comfortable knowing we're not wasting money paying for a web guy to have a (laughs) web sit there that nobody checks out. At the web, you'll you'll find an archive of previous broadcast segments, interviews, We'd love to have you follow us on Twitter at BTG program. and if you have something you want to say, you can leave us a message on our studio line 585-431-1202 that's 431-1202. Of course, the Super Bowls now well past, but yet opinions and commentary continue to pour in from seemingly every angle about Peyton, about Cam, about the fumble, about his post-game comments and we'll touch on some of that a bit later in the show, but while there have been many suggestions why the panthers lost super bowl 50 was it cam not playing well was it the denver defense you may not have heard this explanation it's a seemingly reasonable explanation from former new york's head uh, new york giants head coach jim fossil if you don't recall fossil was the coach of the giants when they lost to the ravens in super bowl 35 well fossil told the denver radio station this week that he thinks newton newton's cleats are to blame for the Panthers' loss. He says he switched his pick when he saw Cam wearing his golden pregame MVP cleats. Fossil says, all the numbers pointed to Carolina, but when he saw Newton walk out, he changed his mind, adding that, you don't do that. This guy's already become soft, and that's what he was in that game. Wow. That's pretty Not pulling any punches. Yeah, it should be pointed out that Newton wore custom cleats most every game this year. He always mm-hmm. had some type of thing. This is nothing different. I'd be interested to know if Fossil made this, shared his thoughts with anybody prior to the game.
2: You know, I didn't, I didn't really pay attention to his cleats. I know before every regular season game, he usually wears some crazy pair of practice cleats, but I didn't look to see what he was wearing in the
0: game. So I thought the commercials during the Super Bowl were rather unremarkable. Yeah. For another year in a row. The halftime show was as it usually is for me, unwatchable. That's, I gotta tell you, I, I tune into sports for the sports. The halftime shows, the pregame shows, I know they all do it now. Baseball does it. They'll have a concert before the game and uh, whatever. That does nothing for me. The most entertaining thing for me, apart from the game itself, had to be Eli Manning's face <laughs> after the Broncos scored what seemed to be the lock, lock it up touchdown. Yeah. And people have been having fun with that suggesting it seems as though he realized Peyton was a mat- about to match his Super Bowl win total. Well, Peyton appeared on Jimmy Fallon's show and Jimmy, Jimmy Fallon's show is terrific. Oh, he's hilarious. Oh, it's very funny. And Peyton would only say that Eli makes that face all the time. Eli said he was trying to do some math and figure out whether Denver should go for two in that situation. But it, <laughs> it's it been funny to see that face pop up everywhere. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, you don't see it in that. They're showing the booth, and they say that Eli's the only one who doesn't celebrate. But Archie's in the background, and he's kind of covered up by other family members. But he doesn't really jump up and down either. Well, at his age, maybe he can't. I don't know. Well, maybe it does have something to do with the age. Anyway, this is a post-Super Bowl edition of Beyond the Game. This is that dark period of the sports calendar. The NBA, the NHL aren't really into their stretch runs yet. Baseball hasn't gotten going, though it's going to be so great to see players reporting over the next few days. It's the most wonderful time. Of the it's the late at the end of the tunnel in about a week. I always feel like I always feel good about life when I can look on the TV and you see pitchers and catchers and palm trees and a baseball being tossed through the air. Yeah, and the around, here,
2: the, around here, it lets you forget what it looks like outside your window, you know, because on TV, it's, you know, sunny and 75.
0: And, you know, again, it's that dark period. The March Madness is still around the corner. It's that time. It's especially difficult for sports talk dailies to come up with things to talk about. All too often, they fall into the trap. It's a trap. Trying to make something out of nothing. For instance, this past week, Kobe Bryant made his final trip into Cleveland to play LeBron in the Cavs. Reflecting on history is probably what the theme of the evening would be, right? Look, Kobe's here for the last time. Bryant was surprised to hear LeBron had been in the league for 13 years. He said he's a true, true vet. It's strange. To me, it still seems like he he just got into the league, and he might retire soon too. Just one week after pointing out that I liked Jason Whitlock more than I didn't, He's filling in on Cowherd's show and speculating how he thought Kobe may have been taking a shot at LeBron. He and the co-host agreeing that Kobe was making a reference to how much more he accomplished in 13 years than LeBron. Now, what am I missing, Zach? i got no such reference. I, I, oh, my goodness. When Kobe says it, it seems to him like it, he, he just came into the league, I'm inclined to agree. I was thinking, yeah. you know, I still think LeBron is one of those young guns. I was just as surprised to hear it's 13 years. Obviously, Whitlock knows significantly more than I do. Perhaps there's something to it. But why do people always feel the need to read so much more in to what somebody else is saying? I think it's what you said. You have to fill the time. You
2: have to talk about something. If there's nothing there, you have to manufacture Oh, my something. goodness. I looked at Kobe's
0: comments, and I replayed them, I'm like, what in the world They're is They're completely he talking innocuous. About? There's nothing there. Maybe he to make was a story just of. surprised. When you start speculating about what people actually mean and especially taking this much of a stretch to, to make something out of nothing, it crosses a line and it becomes gossip. And I know you're trying to drive ratings. You're trying to get whatever to your show, but it doesn't make it okay to just take somebody's words and speculate whatever. Proverbs yeah. eleven twelve 12 says, Who, Whoever belittles his neighbor lacks sense, but a man of understanding remains silent. Sometimes maybe the thing to do is just be quiet. Coming up on today's Beyond the Game program, we'll keep the Super Bowl talk going, but I'm confident we're going to share some things maybe you haven't heard yet. The general manager of Rochester's newest soccer team, The Rochester River Dogs will join us. Mark Mandel will tell us what we can expect to see from the expansion dogs. And, of course, we'll do some of your favorite features, such as shenanigans, the most awesome thing I saw this week, and, of course, our Pests of the Week. All coming up on this week's Beyond the Games.
1: Everyone, listen up. We have said it time and time again on this show, and it's never been more true than right now. Our title sponsor, Town & Country Pest Solutions, and we would say this even if they weren't giving us money because they're the best, just not as often. They have a solution for you. Are stink bugs bothering you? Call Town & Country. Are mice or other furry critters using your home as an escape from the cold? Call Town & Country. Do you have bed bugs or know someone that does? Call Town & Country. Their team of extremely knowledgeable professionals will get the job done for you. They will be in and out, inconveniencing you a lot less than those pesky critters have. And unlike some other popular pest control companies in the area, Town & Country Pest Solutions guarantees their work. They also won't make you leave your house for days and weeks. A few hours at the very most is all they need. Don't delay. Call Town & Country today at 585 Four two six fifty twenty four. That's five eight five four two six five zero two four. Or visit them online at townandcountrysolutions.com. dot com. Town and Country Pest Solutions. They fear nothing but God.
2: I've been telling you about McAfee's remodeling company on this show for a long time. They're family owned and have been in business for nearly two decades. They're great for all your interior and exterior home remodeling needs. But they also do much more. McAfee's Remodeling is now proud to offer hydro garden construction to help you become more self-sufficient by growing food in your own home year-round. And they are now proud to be offering skylights and light tunnel installation. Light tunnels bring more healthy natural light into your home, allowing you to use less artificial light and save on electricity. So give McAfee's Remodeling a call at 585-402-1070. That's 585-402-1070. 0 or visit them online at remodeling.com
0: Welcome back to the Beyond the Game program. Valentine's Day weekend 2016. We are doing a theme of valentine's day songs last year we did all what love songs is that is that what yeah. you did oh, last yeah oh yeah classic love songs last year we did so this year you've got us obviously hooked up with anti-love songs breakup songs and
2: yeah for uh have you have you heard of sad day sad yeah. day singles awareness day that's what valentine's day supposedly is if you're not in a relationship so i guess this year we're doing sad day singles awareness
0: All right, so we're equal opportunity for everybody. We love everybody here at Beyond the Game. Zach, let's play some shenanigans. Let me tell you how we do this. Zach is going to throw out a couple of statements where either each one of us will either agree or call shenanigans on the statement. So, Zach, uh, why don't you start us off?
2: Cam Newton and Von Miller were drafted first and second overall in 2011. If you were starting a team today with one of those two players, you would
0: still pick Cam first over Von Miller. I agree. Yeah, I would. Defense wins championships, but you got to have a quality quarterback to get you there. The opportunity to draft a guy like Cam Newton doesn't come around often, and when it it comes around, even less frequently less frequently, I should say, via free agency, you'd have a better chance finding a defensive player that way. So, yeah, I agree. When I wrote this question down, I was originally thinking I'm going to
2: be the contrarian and go Von Miller. But the more I thought about it, I think I have to agree it has to be Cam Newton just because quarterback is the most important position on the field. In a real-life scenario, not this one in a vacuum, it would be Von Miller uh, because defenses are the the difference maker in the playoffs. But in a vacuum, if you're going to take one of those two guys, it's got to be Cam.
0: You know, over 16 games, you got to have a quarterback to get you into those playoffs. Mm-hmm,
2: exactly. Switching sports, the Knicks jumped the gun by firing Derek Fisher. I'm going to say shenanigans, Um, which again, I've changed my opinion since I first thought about this, but it kind of came out of left field at this point in the year, but the Knicks had only won like 40 games under Fisher, and hey, if you feel like a coaching change might be enough to sneak you into the playoffs, go for it. I just wish James Dolan's other team would fire their coach.
0: I say shenanigans as well. This was a bad hire from the start. You can't expect a guy... To go straight from player to the head coach. It's just it doesn't work. It's dumb. The Knicks were twenty-two and twenty-two with an outside shot to make a playoffs a little more than a week ago. Now in this all-star break, they are twenty-three and thirty-two with no shot at all. Uh they had to do something. And I know everybody got excited, right? With with Jason Kidd, took mm-hmm. the Nets a couple of years ago into the playoffs. I think they were the sixth seed then Milwaukee hired him had a 500 season they're dismal this year it just you can't go from player to head coach yeah
2: the weird thing with Derek Fisher too is it seemed like he was just a proxy sort of for Phil Jackson doing what Phil Jackson wanted so you felt like maybe he was safe because of that but apparently not
0: I I love the Knicks I'm, I'm a Knicks fan but they are a mess have been for years and years and years and I know everybody likes to say, well, Phil Jackson's the, the hero. A lot of talk this week. He's not even going to be there. He's, mm-hmm. he's eventually going back to LA. That's where his fiance is, owns the team out there. Of course he's going back there. And they say, no, no, he's a Nick. Remember the 73 mm-hmm. championship? He's part of the team. Yeah, sure. That was years ago. He's more of a Laker. He's more of a bull than he is a Nick. Just because he played with the Knicks as part of that team yeah. doesn't make Nobody him. Nobody remembers that. Right. You're not People part think of, of, him the of the franchise. Yeah,
2: absolutely. Recently it was announced that MLB and the Players Union have found common ground on proposed changes to the rules about takeout slides at second base. Truth or shenanigans, the old rules are just fine the way they are and don't need updating because takeout slides have always been part of the game. <laughs>
0: shenanigans. Just look up Shane Victorino. Look up any of his slides and and watch them. Well, oh, yeah, it may have or it may have always been part of the game. Fine, that part might be true, but it's unnecessary and it's risky. In this age of ridiculous salaries, you you need to protect those players from unnecessary injury. I was on board when they stopped trucking the catchers. I I never I never liked that. I never understood why can't you yeah. truck all the other positions then? Oh, because they're not wearing gear. That gear means nothing. No. Taking not out – the, the some of those slides were embarrassing the mm-hmm. way they take them out. I mean, they're six feet past the bag. There's four feet off the bag. How are you justifying that? Mm-hmm. No, shenanigans. They need to change the rule. I agree. Uh,
2: shenanigans as well. I hate takeout slides, and in my opinion, they could get rid of them altogether. It's ludicrous that for a 100 years now, we've allowed players to endanger their opponent's careers and livelihoods by sliding into them and taking them out in an attempt to break up a double play, which usually doesn't even work. It's just a shame that it took a season last year where multiple guys suffered severe injuries before Major League Baseball even did anything about it.
0: We're on the subject of baseball I mentioned earlier. I'm very excited, as you said, just to see Somebody throwing a baseball around Mm -hmm. gets you a little excited when we live here in the North. I know it's early. I found it so hard in recent weeks just wanting to talk baseball, waiting to talk about baseball. Pitchers and catchers will be in camp before we air our next program. Somewhere here I have a list. I think February 17th is the early date for pitchers and catchers. The Diamondbacks, the Indians, who else? The Diamondbacks are a team that I'm really
2: excited to see this spring, too, because of all the additions that they've made to their roster this winter.
0: Yeah, they've made some moves. And they're still going to be a third-place team in that (laughs) tough division.
2: Well, we know that it's an even year, so the Giants are winning that division. It's just a battle for second place (laughs) at this point.
0: That's a good point. The Diamondbacks, the Indians, the Phillies, the Cardinals, and the Giants all are reporting on February 17th. Yet the early position players, February 21st, is the earliest and that's the Cleveland Indians and the Miami Marlins on the 21st. Oh, actually, there's a couple others here. The Oakland Athletics. No, I was wrong. That's the 25th. Never mind. Just the two. Indians and Marlins are showing up on the 21st. I I, I got to tell you, I can't wait. You know wait. what that
2: means? We're only a few days away from all the stories about athletes X, Y, and Z being in the best shape of their lives.
0: Uh, already already cc Sabathia come out. Oh, you San- already saw one? Yeah, I already saw it last oh, week. Man. Says he feels great. Hasn't felt this good in three years. That's a rite of spring. Yeah. Now I know most of America acknowledges Valentine's Day, as we, as we mentioned, or as you pointed out, sad day with singles awareness day. Mm -hmm. And that's nice and all. In my home, my family acknowledges pitchers and catchers day. That's how it should be. My daughter made me a card. Happy pitchers and catchers day. Not only do you, you you see players showing up for Kent, do you realize? that it was 22 years ago this week that Michael Jordan stepped away from basketball to take take a shot at playing baseball. Which means it's been almost that long since Space Jam. Because <laughs> Space Jam starts <laughs> with him playing baseball. Found out how hard baseball really is. Basketball is too, but just, i tell you, jumping from sport to sport, it's not that easy. You really, guys like Bo Jackson and Deion Sanders and guys that did it, John Elway, Mm-hmm. Remember, uh, Dave Winfield was three sports. John Elway, almost a Yankee. Yeah. Spent some time in Oneonta. Yeah. We have a young man from China staying with us, and he said he might go out for baseball because it looks easy. Okay. He's like, okay, yeah, good luck with that. But here's an interesting thing. Jordan, of course, didn't really make it in baseball, but it wasn't for a lack of effort. They said he mm-hmm. would hit until his, his hands would bleed. He's just one of those guys, you know. There's but- no doubt the effort was there. Yeah. I heard one Chicago baseball fan call into a show. He was uh, recollecting how in in April of, I don't know, 94, 95, the Chicago White Sox were playing the Chicago Cubs in an exhibition. It must have been 94 because it's um, 22 years. White Sox playing the Cubs in an exhibition game, the greatest Chicago Bull of all time, comes to the plate five times in that game, hits two doubles, drives in two runs. For a Chicago sports fan... White Sox playing the Cubs, Michael Jordan out there. How how cool could that have been? That's your World Series. I mean, that's the best. (laughs) It's a meaningless game in April, but like you'll remember it the rest of your life. I don't know if you saw any of it leading up to the Super Bowl that day. I'm watching television. I'm, Mm -hmm. you know, there's no football games on leading up. I'm watching the championship game of the Caribbean World Series. Isn't that fun? Oh, it's the best, of course, because I've been in the Dominican Republic a number of times and that's where the games are being played. And Mexico won five to four on a walk off home run. It, it was terribly exciting. I I wonder in, in a league like that in the Caribbean
2: with a walk off home run, like a, how great was the bat flip, and b, how long did it take him <laughs> to get around the bases?
0: Because that seems like maximum showboating. The WBC qualifiers also started this week for the 2017 tournament. We already had a mercy rule. Australia <laughs> mercyed the Philippines. Oh, good. Grief. Beating them 11 to one in seven innings. South Africa beat New Zealand seven to one. We're here. We're talking baseball, all this exciting stuff. And it just kind of gets, what's your appetite for the season ahead? So I'll, I'll just ask one baseball question. It, going into the season, we haven't even thrown a ball yet. Who's your top three teams? Who's your power three teams? Oh man. Um, I feel
2: like there's maybe five teams that all could be th- there and I, you probably won't agree with these rankings cuz no one ever agrees with anybody else's rankings but i think i probably have the mets as my number 1 team i i yeah you're right i don't agree with that <laughs> Cespedes was the big thing for me cuz we all know that they can 1 through 5 and the depth guys in AAA, a they can pitch they got starting pitching for days uh the bullpen's all right the lineup's decent but the the jump from Cespedes to Cespedes from say juan lagarris in center field I mean that makes such a big difference, and they were just in the World Series. I don't see how you can how you could pick against the Mets.
0: Yeah, I don't know if I'm ready to put them in my top three. Although Cesped is I agree, makes a difference. I just
2: I don't see the I don't see the weakness, you know. And uh, well, the um, pitching's incredible. Oh, absolutely. And the uh, number two team um, is the Cubs in in my book. They they were they the third best record in the league. Uh, with a bunch of kids that were getting their first taste of the majors. Those kids are going to be in their second year now. They can pitch. We all know they can hit. Um Joe Madden is, is you know, as much as I don't understand why he does half the things he does, it seems like it always works. So h- how do you pick against the Cubs either? Dude,
0: I just asked you for your three teams. You like going nuts with analysis
2: and stuff. You are I'm, so ready to talk about baseball. We've been waiting to do this for, what, like six months now? I, I'm just so excited. And, and – uh, there's probably three teams that could be the number three team for me. For me, it's the Blue Jays, just because, it, it, you know, holy crap, the Blue Jays, that, you know, anybody in that lineup can take your head off. So I, I just, I, I. And yet the
0: Royals beat them. Yeah. So I've got the Royals in mind. I've got the Cubs in mind. And I suppose I'll, the Mets, I'll throw in there because of the pitching, but, um, I'm a little, I'm curious about that National League East. Last year, nobody talked about the Mets. Everybody talked about the Nationals. So are the Nationals, is that who they were last year, or was that just an off year because this could they could be poised to be a bounce-back team?
2: I really think it's who they are. I think they're kind of a paper tiger now in the East where you see some of the names on that team and you say, oh, this is a star-studded team. But there's parts of that lineup that I just look at and, and I'm like, what? I mean, they went out and signed Stephen Drew. They were one of the top shortstop prospects in all the game and Trey Turner, who could come up right now, hit 270 and steal 30 bags. And they signed guys like Stephen Drew to try and keep him from playing. I just. There were so many
0: managers, changed. I'm just looking yeah. at this. Well, they were a team.
2: Dusty Baker now is their manager. Well,
0: that, that's. I'm just look. I had to look up who's managing the, the Nationals because I've forgotten. And I'm looking this up and it says Dusty Baker, author of two books. You Can Teach Hitting in 1993. But in 2015, he wrote a book called Kiss the Sky, My Weekend in Monterey for the Greatest Rock Concert Ever. Dusty Baker wrote that? Dusty Baker. <laughs> How did I miss that? I, wow. Um, anyway, you're listening to Beyond the Game. When we come back from the break, we're going to talk a little bit more about football and maybe see if we can put the Super Bowl to rest. Beyond the Game is brought to you by Town & Country Pest Solutions. The new self-titled album from The Derringers is now available on iTunes and Spotify. With haunting lyrics which reveal the passion behind each song, their harmonies and acoustic styling blend together superbly for a unique sound that feels like home. Download The Derringers today. The five-song EP is just $4.95 and available now on iTunes and Spotify. Hey, let me ask you, are you still seeing those pesky stink bugs around your home? Though the weather has been a little milder than normal, if you're still seeing them, it may mean that they've found a home with you. Listen, call Town & Country Pest Solutions today, and they will take care of the problem. And they'll do it quickly, professionally, and affordably. Seeing too many spiders around the house? Call Town & Country. Other creepy, crawly things move in out of the weather? Call Town & Country larger noises coming from the attic, walls, or basement, call Town & Country Pest Solutions today at 426-5024. That's 426-5024. And when an emergency rodent or animal control situation finds you, Town & Country is ready to handle whatever pest problem you may have. Remember, Town & Country fears nothing but God. Call Town & Country Pest Solutions at 426-5024 or visit them online. At townandcountrysolutions.com.
2: I've been telling you about McAfee's Remodeling Company on the show for a long time. They're family owned and have been in business for nearly two decades. They're great for all your interior and exterior home remodeling needs, but they also do much more. McAfee's Remodeling is now proud to offer hydro garden construction to help you become more self sufficient by growing food in your own home year round. And they are now proud to be offering skylights and light tunnel installation. Light tunnels bring more healthy, natural light into your home, allowing you to use less artificial light and save on electricity. So give McAfee's Remodeling a call at 585-402-1070. That's 585-402-1070. Or visit them online at McAfeeRemodeling.com.
0: Rick Benson, Zach Barletta with you, Beyond the Game program, at BTG program. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Singles Awareness Day, if that be your situation. Mm -hmm. People have been talking about it for many days since, and it seems as though everybody has an opinion on Cam Newton's behavior after the loss in Super Bowl 50. Zach, you and I talked about it a bit, and listen, right up front, I can't condone his behavior. I'm probably more bothered by his attitude a day later when he defended his actions and says, show me a good loser and I'll show you a loser, which, by the way, is just a terrible philosophy. Yeah. That's just so dismissive. I mean, just take that and substitute the subject in the sentence with something else. And it won't take you long till you get to a very troubling place. What I mean by that is show me a good blank and I'll show you a blank. It becomes very dismissive. You can work through that on your own, but... It's a terrible philosophy. And I said to you that I'd be concerned to him becoming stubborn and sort of digging in. You know how someone can get when they're backed into a corner and perhaps start feeling as though the entire world is against them? Mm -hmm. They seem quite content to just go down to the ship, you know, the heck with it all, and willing to take on everybody. And Americans are very, over overall, very forgiving. They believe strongly in second chances, but they want to see a couple of things. They want to see contrition they want to see remorse they want to see humility and without those traits and we saw none of it with cam people are much less willing to forgive i mentioned to you a guy like albert bell remember albert bell he was very popular very happy-go-lucky guy the press loved him and as he <laughs> that was early in his career as he started to dig in mm-hmm. things changed uh many ramirez and his relationship of course he's You know, somewhat crazy. Some of the stuff. He's a unique uh, case for sure. That's a little different. I think to some degree, though, the league sets guys like this up to fail. They succeed. These guys do because they're so competitive. A loss such as this on the biggest stage possible. Mm -hmm. It's tough to turn. It's tough to turn the switch off. I, I know other people have handled it. I've heard that all week long. Well, other people handle it. I get it. We need to stop judging people based on what other people are able to do. Mm -hmm. People handle things differently. Uh, Maybe remember that when you see someone struggling with a sin or struggling to get over a difficult situation that they're dealing with, just because you don't struggle with that particular sin in that area or you were able to get over a similar situation very easily doesn't mean that they will. Give them some space. Show them some compassion. Love on them a little bit more. That said, Cam Newton came off like a spoiled brat. Yeah. I mean, where are the Panthers PR people in all this? Oh, yeah. Somebody's got to be like, Cam, listen, here, we got to set this thing right. David Steele of the Sporting News wrote a terrific article. He says that because Cam didn't talk, that gave other people the opportunity to. And now their story is the story. hmm and Newton's is simply the rebuttal to that story. Absolutely. He says the reason players uh, are asked questions after the game is not to pacify the media that's supposedly trying to take him down. It's not to conform to the NFL's so-called bland script. This is all in his article. Not to show that he has class, character, professionalism, or some other coded description. And definitely not to give the impression that he loves losing. He says that if they don't talk, they're no longer the author of their narrative they're reduced to being a character in it possibly even a victim in it and that's why you talk to tell your story before somebody else does and in the days since how many broncos have you heard from how many guys from other teams throughout the league have you heard from you guys have been gone home you didn't even make the playoffs a lot of these guys Mm -hmm. why are you even involved in this? guys from the seahawks taking shots a good friend of ours on another program, he made a great point about Cam. He said that Cam is noted for taking extra time to come down to from a game. As a reporter, he said he would be frustrated waiting sometimes for Cam to come out and speak because it seemed like forever. So the NFL knows that's how he is by setting the schedule. Well, he appears so early after the game, so soon after the game ended. Mm-hmm. Man, it was just too soon. I get, I get it. Yeah, I do. I understand the network requests, the TV considerations. I'm just saying before you shred the guy like people have been, maybe try to consider where he's coming from and what he's dealing with. Again, I'm not justifying it. Just saying maybe go a little lighter on the fella. But, you know, here's a cocky guy. Yeah. Competitive guy who got humbled, and the public loves to see that. We see people frequently... Quote Philippians 4.13, athletes in particular, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. But I want you to consider the context just a bit. Here's Philippians 4.11 and 12, which would lead into that verse. Not that I'm speaking uh, of being in need, for I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. I know how to be brought low, and I know how to abound, and in, every, in, in any and every circumstance I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. I've never been overly competitive, maybe because growing up I did more losing than winning. And But Paul says win or lose, succeed or fail, whatever the situation may be, plenty or hunger, be content. God says to Paul that we should be content. You may not like it, but try to find contentment all the same. By the way, Paul wrote this from prison. Mm -hmm. That's a tough thing to write when you're in prison, whatever situation you're in, to be content. But he says be content, and then he points out that he's been brought low. He's been humbled. He's dealt with stuff. His life has the scars to prove the mileage. He's been beaten down worse than most of us have been. But he's learned how to thrive in the face of it, and he's learned how to face these things. And that's the context for that uh, that phrase that we hear so often. That next part of the of the passage, "I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me." Cam Newton's still a young man. He's going to get it. He's going to get it figured out. I don't think this is a bad guy. I just think this was a bad moment Mm -hmm. for Cam Newton. And I think it's unfair for people to just shred him the way they have. I think it's okay to express your disappointment, your disagreement, but you don't have to put your foot on his throat. Like, you're not going to let him up. You know what I like to do, and you've heard me do this a number of times on this program. I like to take situations from the sport headlines, the stories we talk so openly about, which we have so many opinions about, and perhaps even emotional investments in, I like to put that same situation in our everyday workplace, uh, the everyday lives of you and I. Take whatever you do all day long, whatever it is you make a living at, think about having two or three people, or two or three dozen people even, watching over your shoulder every little thing that you do, and then going out and reporting on it. It's not even the next morning anymore. Now in the world of electronic social media, it's within hours. They'll be sharing about it on radio, TV, newspapers, blogs, podcasts, Twitter pages, Facebook, Instagram. They put up a video of you on Snapchat. They'll talk about how you took a long break at work, <laughs> how you appeared lazy and then committed about your task. They'll speculate why you didn't work harder and about the relationships within your workplace. What's really going on? Everything you do will be analyzed, fair or otherwise, shared with the world. Man, to do what these athletes do. I don't want that same situation. It's like this program. We stepped out a little bit, doing something a little unconventional. Not everyone is willing to say what we say to the number of people we say it to. What we say is no longer just in passing. It's recorded. People can access it any time they like. It's broadcasted to thousands and thousands of people. When we first started, you recall, I tried to prepare you for that, that once we took our thoughts public, people are going to consider those thoughts a target for scrutiny, an invitation for their rebuttal. Like if we say something, they feel free to just rip it apart. Your thoughts are now free to be shredded, picked apart by people who wouldn't admit it, but they wouldn't want the same thing done to them. It's it's just different now. We're not putting ourselves on the level of, of a Cam Newton. What I'm saying is even in this little bubble that we've stepped out into, it's man, it's tough sometimes. It's difficult at times. And for a guy like Cam, it's what, like ten thousand times that? Oh, easily. That's what I'm saying. It, we we you and I know how difficult it is in this situation when people just you know, whatever maybe there's seventeen people. Who listen to the show, whatever the number is, half of them, eight and a half people will say, they'll say kind things. You know, they probably won't say what they really think, but they'll be polite and they'll tell you, Hey, you're doing a great job. That's awesome. Good for you. They'll rub your head, pat your bottom, send you on your way. But the, I hope not. But the other half are just, boy, they just want to unload. They can't wait to tell you how awful you're doing. And that's what you're seeing in the comments and the newspapers. And they just can't wait. They were waiting for this opportunity to jump on Cam Newton. Uh It's like people are just waiting all night to get up in the morning and pee in your Fruit Loops. You know, I just, I don't understand it. <laughs> the other night, I got an email, Saturday night. I get this email. I mean, this tremendously unfair email. The person said I just some very unkind things. I mean, he was basically like... Denon Thor in Return of the Return of the King, you know, oh, when he yeah. releases Pippin from his oath, go and die in whichever manner seems fit to you. Yeah. Well, that's what basically this email to me was. Go die whatever way you want. Oh, good. Obviously, I'm stretching it a little bit, but but only a little bit. I, it bothered me, and I'm up most of Saturday thinking about it. Now it's Sunday, and I'm thinking, well, now I'm on my way to church, and it's just affecting my whole mind, and it just why, why do people feel the need to just shred people like that? And I didn't think of it until this now, but I got that email Saturday night and, uh, I'll tell you another thing that happened to me Saturday night. I'm up, I'm watching a youth basketball game and there was a foul and the mom was in the stands and she obviously didn't agree with the call. There was basically, it was a scramble for a loose ball, bodies everywhere, not her kid. Her kid was now on defense. Kid comes up with the ball, comes shooting out, runs right into her boy. Now her boy sees him at the last second, starts backpedaling. Consequently, her feet are, his feet are moving. He gets called with a foul, right, wrong, indifferent. He was moving, you know, maybe it was. Mm-hmm. Div- so she's ballistic and she asks me, well, you, she knows I'm involved. I've coached, I've ref. Hey, did you see the foul? And I said, well, you know, gee, I, I thought his feet were moving and you know, what's a ref going to do? He's going to call it every time. So now she's angry with me. A little while later, another situation comes up and she asks me again what I thought. And I'm thinking, you want me to answer you? Lady, you just dismissed my answer a few minutes ago. Why in the world am I going to do it again? She just
2: wants confirmation.
0: Well, exactly right. She's looking for somebody to take her side. Mm -hmm. And that's oftentimes what it is. So, yeah, my Saturday night last week was just grand. (laughs) So what are we talking about? Oh, yeah, we're talking about Cam Newton. People ripping apart Cam Newton as if he's not even human being. It's just fantastically unfair. Let me leave you with this. Remember what Jesus said. Very famous passage, Mark chapter 12, verse 30, he says, And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this, you love your neighbor as yourself. There's no other commandment greater than these. Start loving with God. Start with loving God, I should say it that way. If you do that, The next part's rather easy, but when you start to talk about Cam Newton and you want to start shredding him, remember these words from the Lord, love your neighbor as yourself. And just this week, I have not seen a lot of people taking Cam's side, and I kind of feel like, man, the poor guy. People just shredded him, and I'm not justifying his behavior. What I'm saying is, take a minute and slow down, and maybe you don't have to call him like the things you've been calling them, the vile, and I'm not saying you, that. I'm just saying people oh, good. in general. <laughs> you know, maybe you don't have to be as harsh on them as you have been. You can say, you know, disappointment. I saw a video. And it was from an old clip from an Andy Griffith show where Opie's mad because he lost a race. And they got Cam Newton's face over <laughs> Opie. It's a great <laughs> little video. But the way Andy Griffith handles it, well, yeah, you lost. But that doesn't, you know, handle it gently. Handle it with love handle it with grace. You can tell him he was out of line. You don't have to call him every name in the book. Coming up after the break, I'm going to tell you the most awesome thing I saw this week. We're going to talk with Mark Mandel, the Rochester River Dogs. This is Beyond the Game, brought to you by Town & Country Pet Solutions.
1: Everyone, listen up. We have said it time and time again on this show, and it's never been more true than right now. Our title sponsor, Town & Country Pest Solutions. And we would say this even if they weren't giving us money because they're the best, just not as often. They have a solution for you. Are stink bugs bothering you? Call Town & Country. Are mice or other furry critters using your home as an escape from the cold? Call Town & Country. Do you have bed bugs or know someone that does? Call town and country their team of extremely knowledgeable professionals will get the job done for you they will be in and out inconveniencing you a lot less than those pesky critters have and unlike some other popular pest control companies in the area town and country pest solutions guarantees their work they also won't make you leave your house for days and weeks a few hours at the very most is all they need don't delay call town and country today at 585- Four two six fifty twenty four. That's five eight five four two six five zero two four. Or visit them online at townandcountrysolutions.com dot com. Town and Country Pest Solutions. They fear nothing but God.
2: I've been telling you about McAfee's remodeling company on this show for a long time. They're family-owned and have been in business for nearly two decades. They're great for all your interior and exterior home remodeling needs, but they also do much more. McAfee's Remodeling is now proud to offer Hydro Garden construction to help you become more self-sufficient by growing food in your own home year-round. And they are now proud to be offering skylights and light tunnel installation. Light tunnels bring more healthy natural light into your home, allowing you to use less artificial light and save on electricity. So give McAfee's Remodeling a call at 585-402-1070. That's 585-402-1070. Or visit them online at McAfeeRemodeling.com.
0: my favorite all-time jay guile songs welcome back to beyond the game program on a valentine's day weekend or for those of you not into valentine's day zach has got a collection of anti-love songs <laughs> for singles awareness day for I guess. single awareness day
3: and now it's time for the most awesome thing i saw this week
1: Everything.
0: Perhaps, Zach, you've seen the video that's gone viral of the guy hitting a golf ball out of his hotel window in Dubai while playing there in a tournament.
2: I hadn't seen it until you mentioned it earlier, and then I looked it up.
0: In a tweet shared by at Kevin Craigs Golf, professional golfer Nicholas Kolsarts from Belgium can be seen using a three iron to hit a ball off the carpet and out through an open window. And my man got after it, too. It is a full swing. He wasn't worried about the possibility of missing and having a wayward ricochet bouncing around the room, hitting him in the face or wherever else. <laughs> it would have been better. It's a fairly amazing clip. And, of course, it's led you to have taken place at 3 a.m. Of course, why wouldn't you? Because what else is there to do at 3 a.m. in Dubai <laughs> but hit golf balls out the window? <laughs> The Rochester River Dogs are set to join the National Premier Soccer League this upcoming season. Rochester will be an expansion team into the league's Midwest region, joining 13 other teams from places such as Cleveland, Detroit, Erie, Buffalo, among others. Mark Mandel is the general manager of the River Dogs. He joins us now on Beyond the Game to tell us about the newest sports team in the area. Mark, congratulations with the team, and thanks so much for coming on our show.
3: Thanks for having me, Rick. I really appreciate it.
0: Now the league um, is sanctioned by the U.S. Soccer Federation and operates in the fourth division of the U.S. Soccer Pyramid. I'll be honest. I don't know what that means. So can you tell us what that means and what level of competition can fans expect to see when they come out to watch the River Dogs?
3: Um, it, it's a very high level of soccer. Being the fourth tier, it's, um, the tier right below the USL, which has the Rochester Rhinos in it and the NASL, which is, um, comparable to the usl the way our league is is it's um like a premier development league so it's comparable to the the pdl which is a basically a feeder system for the usl for the rhinos so we have a whole bunch of college kids playing and it's a mixture of veterans so you may see some former pros that played and so it's a very um diverse league for the most part but high high quality high high caliber
0: of course, now that you're in the league, which, by the way, is one of the fastest-growing soccer leagues in the country, but now that you're in, you need to field the team. How have you been recruiting players? How are you recruiting players? And when do you think you're going to have a final roster set?
3: Well, <laughs> recruiting is always tough, but um, roster is a great area for local talent. So in a way, it's easy for us. There's a lot of people that like roster and want to actually come here. Like I mentioned, there's some former professional players who play for Rhinos or Lancers and such that love the area. They want to be continue to be involved in our community, and we're working with them to secure some of those guys. And then just the local talent alone. I mean, there's a ton of all-greater roster players and college players that go on to play in different areas, and that's why we go on to bring this team here was to try to keep the local guys local and continue to develop them and showcase in front of their parents. A lot of the colleges they go play at are far away, and if they decide to play with a PDL team or an MPSL team in a different area, their parents don't really get to see that. So staying local, and it's also an opportunity for some high school kids, too. Um, You can feel like you can make that that pro-level team. You know, a a lot of the other teams don't take local players, so it's tough, you know, kind of like discouraging them, so they have to go elsewhere. And we're hoping to keep that in Rochester.
0: Yeah, it certainly is a great talent pool here in Rochester. Where will you be playing your home games?
3: Our home games, actually, are going to be played this year at um, Uni Shriver Stadium at Brockport College. It's a nice venue for us. Um, The Rochester Rattlers professional outdoor lacrosse team play there.
0: That's a beautiful facility there at Brockport. Give us an idea on the schedule, Mark. When does the season begin? When does it end? How is the playoff structure set up? When does that take place? And how many teams make the playoffs?
3: Well, right now the schedule was just actually released. Um, it should be up on our website soon, www.riverdog.com. Um, We're slated to play our first game away against what hopes to be a good rivalry with Essen Buffalo on May 14th. But our home opener isn't until May 27th against um, AFC Cleveland. The way I believe the playoffs are working is the first and second place finish in the division will make the playoffs, but I'm not quite sure on it yet because uh, some of the divisions have changed a little bit right now, so that may be something that has to be decided. But with that, there's also a chance that we can qualify for the uh, U.S. Open Cup, so there's a chance that we could maybe have a chance to play against the Rhinos.
0: That was one of the things I was actually going to ask you. We're talking, by the way, with Mark Mandel, General Manager of the Expansion Rochester River Dogs, and as you just said, that's with a Z of the National Premier Soccer League. It is conceivable that you can play the Rochester Rhinos if you get into the U.S. Open Cup. Is that something you would like to do? I know they're a higher level, but um, would that be a challenge for you? Would that it'd kind of be exciting, don't you think, for from a local perspective?
3: oh it's it's definitely exciting. um I think it'd be great for the club um for both clubs actually and um there's a chance you can actually play against an MLs team.
0: you mentioned um having a game it with Cleveland. How far will you have to travel? What's your furthest potential I suppose playoffs could mix that up a little bit, but in regular season, what's the farthest you're gonna to have to travel?
3: um the farthest right now is um Indiana, which is actually two teams um in Indiana so We have quite a bit of a drive there, but we're trying to get that all done in one weekend.
0: Hey, I was looking at the league's website, and it states that its goals, or one of its goals anyway, is to grow the sport of soccer in the United States of America and to help the U.S. become a soccer nation and win a World Cup. Considering the growth of the sport in the country, and that being from the youth levels right on up, Mark, is it realistic to think the U.S. could one day win a World Cup
3: well, I'm a believer in anything possible, so I, I fully support the U.S. national team and hope that one day they can get there. It all starts from the, the youth, though.
0: Once again, we've been talking with Mark Mandel, General Manager of the brand new Rochester River Dogs. The dogs will play in the National Premier Soccer League. You can find them on Facebook. You can find them on Twitter at River Dogs FC. That's a Z at River Dogs FC. Mark, once again, congratulations. Good luck on the season ahead. I know you probably got tons of work to do. Tell us again your website. How can folks find out more information about the Rochester
3: River Dogs? Yeah, uh, thanks again. And they um, can go right on to our website, www.riverdogsfc.com, there or on our Facebook page. We actually have um, our next set of tryouts will be Sunday, February 21st. 10.30 registration, check-in time. Um, register right on the website. $50 for the tryout. Come on out because you could be the next uh, local star.
0: When you say you could be the next local star, of course, you don't mean me.
3: <laughs> <laughs> hey, Rick, anything's possible, I that.
0: Hey, where are those tryouts taking place? Where are you going to
3: host those? Uh The tryouts will be hosted at the, the new state-of-the-art uh, Pinnacle Athletic Complex in Victor. Sure. Very nice, very nice field. They just built it there. It meets all our needs for the, the tryout and a great experience.
0: Again, that's February 21st, you said, 10.30? 10.30 is uh, the
3: check-in time, and we start at 11.
0: All right. Mark, thanks for coming on the show.
3: Thank you, Rick. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Good luck to you.
0: Let's take a break, and when we come back, we're going to do Twitterverse Good, Bad, the Ugly. We'll give you our Pest of the Week. You're listening to Beyond the Game, brought to you by Town & Country Pest Solutions. Hey, let me ask you, are you still seeing those pesky stink bugs around your home? Though the weather has been a little milder than normal, if you're still seeing them, it may mean that they've found a home with you. Listen, call Town & Country Pest Solutions today, and they will take care of the problem, and they'll do it quickly, professionally, and affordably. Seeing too many spiders around the house? Call Town & Country. Other creepy crawly things move in out of the weather? Call Town & Country larger noises coming from the attic, walls, or basement, call Town & Country Pest Solutions today at 426-5024. That's 426-5024. And when an emergency rodent or animal control situation finds you, Town & Country is ready to handle whatever pest problem you may have. Remember, Town & Country fears nothing but God. Call Town & Country Pest Solutions at 426-5024 or visit them online at TownAndCountrySolutions.com. Welcome back to Beyond the Game, brought to you by Town & Country Pest Solutions. I'm Rick Benson, joined as always by Zach Barletta. We're going to do Twitter's verse Good, Bad & Ugly. We've got to get a better title for that. We'll get our best people on it. We're going back because of, uh, because it's always fun to go back and look at Skip Bayless's twit, Oh, twits, yeah. Tweets. He's a twit. They're his tweets. I think that's where the, uh. <laughs> Thanks for bailing me out on, on that one. <laughs> but I'm going to go back to June 20, June of 2014 for this one. Derek Fisher will prove to be a much better NBA head coach than steve kerr yeah that happened going back to november 2012 at real skip bayless says long term give me josh freeman over cam better leader more consistent passer more clutch more poised under fire more careful with the ball let's go back to may 2014 And this might be my favorite. At Real Skip Bayless says the Houston Texans will forever regret it if they do not take Johnny Manziel with the number one overall pick.
2: You ever get tired of being wrong?
0: (laughs) (laughs) So before we get to our Pests of the Week, I'm just sitting here as we're doing this, paying full attention to you, of course, but I'm also texting a friend of mine who... My team beat his team last night, but I thought it was his team because... I know when it comes to football, he's a big fan of this particular school. He texts me back and says, he's not a fan of them in basketball. That in basketball, he has another school. Isn't that illegal? Yeah, how can you do that? You Don't you have to pick a school? You can't go, you can't be a different school, varying from sport to sport. I mean, if you are a, let's say you're a Syracuse fan in basketball, you have to be a Syracuse fan in football too, although I will give you that you can have a backup team because Syracuse is never going to intend contend for a national championship, right? Yeah. So you can have the backup team, but you have to always tell people that, yes, I am a Syracuse fan. You have to root for them in soccer. You have to root for them in women's field hockey. And why wouldn't you? Because both of those teams are very, very good.
2: Yeah, and how would you if somebody asks you, all right, who's your college team? And you're like, well, in football it's Team X, and in basketball it's y, Team Y,
0: and in field hockey it's Team Z. Like, how do you that's that's just too much. So I told him that next week I'm gonna take him out to lunch, I'm gonna to try to learn him a little something and see if I can't set him straight on how to be a good fan of your particular school. What if those two schools play each other? Then you gotta figure it all out. Oh, well, yeah. it's so your favorite basketball school plays your favorite football school in baseball. What do you do? You got a whole third team? I don't know. See? It it just sets this whole thing off. You can't do it. It's insane. You know what you should do? Take them to one restaurant
2: for drinks, one restaurant for dinner, one restaurant for dessert. Be like, all right, this is what it's like. You can't do this. That's what you have to do.
0: Oh, see, now you're turning me around on it because if we did that, I do have a favorite for desserts. That's not going to be a favorite for food. Like, for instance, the Red Robin. I hate the Red Robin. Really? Yeah, but they have all-you-can-drink root beer beer floats. Floats. How do you not go to Red Robin? So I have to go to Red Robin. They got all-you-can-drink root beer floats. I have to go there. I hate the entire experience. It would
2: be irresponsible not to go to Red Robin.
0: Exactly right. Title sponsor of Beyond the Game is Town & Country Pest Solutions. Townandcountrysolutions.com, fearing nothing but God. My pest this week is not my friend, and it's not Red Robin. It is Major League Soccer. The MLS announced this week that Premier League team Arsenal will be their opponent in the 2016 MLS All-Star Game. What? What the, kind whole of, team? the whole What kind of message is that about your league? And I know they've done this before, but we'll take all our best guys and play your team. You're not playing a Premier League All-Star team. You're simply playing one of the teams in that league. That's weird. Good night, man. Just do an internal all-star game or don't do it at all. It makes you sound so bad. All right. Your team's pretty good. So we'll take all our best guys. Why, why do these leagues feel as though they have to play a game? Name your all-stars. That's fine. You don't have to have a game. It just looks bad. Anyway, major league soccer. They're my best of the week. My best of the
2: week is a Facebook commenter named Travis who got after ESPN's Keith Law after Law wrote that the Angels should trade Mike Trout. Travis manages to cram 16 commas into just three run-on sentences. Travis, Keith Law is right. The Angels should trade Trout. It's the best way to repair their franchise, which is in disarray. They just won't ever do it because people like you, Travis, would be jumping off bridges. So (laughs) Travis is my pest of the week.
0: (laughs) I, I did see that you showed me that. It is difficult to read, but he does love his punctuation. He does. Thanks for listening to Beyond the Game. Beyond the Game has been brought to you by Town & Country Pest Solutions, townandcountrysolutions.com, or give him a call, 585-426-5024. Let him know Benson sent you. Thanks for joining us. Peace. (laughs) I'm Rick Benson. He's Zach Barletta. Thanks again for joining us. We'll talk to you next week.